The corporate job sucks so much out of you. It takes yeah. your sleep. It takes your life. We should flip the switch and mm. and take as much out of corporate jobs yeah. as we can. You are quitting your job. I have left consulting. Forever. Officially. Officially. Because ultimately, when it comes to a, a job like this, I think passion has to be yeah. the driver of it. Otherwise, you'll burn out. But you had thing. to work hard. You were doing two jobs at the same time. For sure. Fortunate enough to have got YouTube to the point where I now can so confidently leave. Yeah. What's the dream? Oh, man. Good question. I Taylor Bell lived two lives. By day, she advised billion-dollar companies on business strategy, working at BCG, one of the best management consulting firms in the world. By night and on weekends, she made YouTube videos. Now she's decided to quit consulting to become a full-time creator because all the money and prestige in the world aren't worth it if you're not doing what you're passionate about and creating something of your own. Today, Taylor shares when she knew she had to quit, how to make smart bets on yourself that pay off, and how she built a YouTube empire while working a full-time job. This pod is sponsored by me. I help build this cool new tool, Carrot Insights. If you're a creator, Carrot helps you manage your financials and compare how you're doing against peers. More on this later and link in description below. Taylor. Hey. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Glad we can make this work. You dropped some news before we started the podcast. You mentioned you are quitting your job in consulting. I have left consulting. Forever. Officially. Officially. Like I said, I'm yeah. gonna give you another high five and I give you one four. <laughs> Thank you. Because I went through the same decision. I know you did. And I was yeah. terrified leaving behind the corporate life to try something new. What was that like? Deciding to leave. How did BCG your employer take it? It was fine. People have been asking me this that I've told like close friends in my life. I BCG has so many smart, amazing people yeah. who leave, by the way, who leave. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the, the business model of consulting is two years and right. And then, you know, five, 10 percent of people stay to to go to the top. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, they have so many smart, amazing people who actually really enjoy or are better and, and like the job a lot. I'm hardly an asset for them. I don't know. That sounds so mm. self degrading and I don't mean it to come off that way. I just it wasn't benefiting either people, either party for me to be still in this Yeah, I job. think it's a realization, like, it's a company. Right. They make millions, billions of dollars. Exactly. They'll be okay. Why can't I go and pursue my little own slice of independence and happiness? A thousand percent. I was, yeah. I'm a drop in the bucket for, I, I don't think, I, yeah, I don't think that it's a loss. <laughs> I had the same realization when I left Instagram. I had one manager who I really didn't like, who was like, but what will your parents think? What? And I just like, fuck you. Like, who cares? And why do you care? Well, that's not the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Oh, it's actually why I left Instagram. This like super terrible manager. I had like 99% amazing ones and this one really bad one at the end. But the reason why I didn't like it is because there's this conception like the business becomes personal. And I'm like, this is a giant multi-billion dollar company. They will be 100% okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've talked about this in videos before and that I think... A lot of people talk about how the corporate job sucks so much out of you. It takes yeah. your sleep. It takes your your life in so many ways. To the extent you can, I think that we should flip the switch and, mm. and take as much out of corporate jobs yeah. as we can. If they're going to exploit us, we're going to exploit you right back. Absolutely. Take advantage in every way. The network, I mean, for, for what it's worth, it has, I mean, the amount of people and connections yeah. that you can make through it, the friends that you can make, and and in my case, that the people that... 
amazing friends that I took from it. Like I, I sucked out, I think everything that I could have from the jobs. What motivated this for you? So I, I've done this before. Like I was at another firm before Oliver Wyman, right? I was at Oliver Wyman for a little over a year first and then left and then got an offer for BCG and quit Oliver Wyman and then took four months between the two jobs. I was doing YouTube full time between the two. So I, I got a taste of what, it, of what it was like. Um, that being said, no regrets whatsoever going to BCG. I mean, it's an incredible firm. It's the one that I wanted to work at, um, like ever since mm. my junior year of college, yeah. when I knew consulting was kind of what I thought might make the most sense for me. And uh, yeah, and then a little over a year or about a year at BCG and the the channel was still doing well and my passion for YouTube was not diminishing whatsoever. It's, it's what I think I should be doing. Um, and it just came time. I was like, the channel's doing well. It's financially doing yeah. fantastic. Like I can't, you know, there's no reason not to at this point. I love that, especially because I, when I was in consulting, I always wanted to do something more creative, but I was like scared. And the phrasing you used, you said in junior year, you like first learned what consulting was and mm -hmm. thought that you wanted to do it. The same thing happened to me. Yeah. Like these consulting companies, investment banking companies, they've done an amazing job convincing people like myself, an insecure overachiever in college, not knowing what you want to do. Like this is the place to be where all the other smart people go. Yep. And so I'm so curious, when you first quit Oliver Wyman, mm -hmm. you said you did content for a few months and you really mm -hmm. liked it. What brought you back to BCG? It, I already had the offer. So mm. I it was it was hardly a a super risky thing that I was doing to do YouTube full time between yeah. the two. Um I had the offer coming up and yeah, I pushed it back and BCG was very, very understanding about me pushing it back, which I appreciated. And I didn't even like I gave them the real reason too. I said my YouTube channel is doing great. I would love to get it to the point where not where it can run itself because a YouTube channel cannot run itself, but when when I am the the face of the YouTube yeah. channel. But, uh, you know, where I could get it to a, a an even stronger point is is basically the reason that I gave and, and hopefully maybe hire a couple of people. Um, and they let me push it back. But but yeah, no, I had I had the offer. So I knew I was going to be starting. Yeah. And now that you're officially full time as a creator, like yep. what's the dream? The dream is um, ideally to really short term, like really, really hone in on getting more videos out. Not a ton. I do have a very clear vision of what's sustainable for me yeah. right now. That might be, I mean, who knows this might change, but two videos a month that I really think are high quality that I edit. I still edit everything myself that I really, wow. really believe in. Um, because ultimately when it comes to a, a job like this, I think passion and, and you enjoying it has to be yeah. the driver of it. Otherwise, you'll burn out so incredibly quickly. I mean, you know, with you know, being a part of this world as well, just how long it takes yeah. to edit a video and also to kind of rely on having motivation sometimes and whatever it is. So being realistic with myself, at least in the short term, with how much content I can put out. But the ultimate goal is to put out, yeah, great, great, great videos, hone yeah. in on kind of myself as a brand, um, continue, continuing to build my community. And then ultimately, you know, five, 10 years down the line when I hopefully have, you know, a family, we'll have started my own business that I could start kind of off the back of my YouTube mm. channel. That's the goal. So you come from an extremely prestigious background, right? You yeah. went to University of Pennsylvania, you were in the Huntsman program, mm -hmm. which for those of you who don't know, is like <laughs> the hardest part of UPenn to even get into. It's like oh. a special program and you worked at top consulting firms. And now you're stepping aside to pursue the creative passion where does this passion come from? Like what got you interested in making videos and being on camera in the first place? 
If you're a creator, Carrot just launched this new insights tool that analyzes your socials and financials to calculate how much you're making today and how much more you could be making. You can compare your earnings to that of other creators like you and see on average how much they make and how they're making it, whether it's AdSense, brand deals, merch, or courses. For this channel, I learned compared to other podcasters of similar size, I'm lagging behind in growth rate and brand deal earnings, so I know how to improve. Try for free via link in description below because Carrot's mission is to help handle the business side of being a creator. Now back to the podcast. Where does this passion come from? Like what got you interested in making videos and being on camera in the first place? Thank you, first of all. And I, by the way, we were talking off camera first, but I love that you know what Huntsman is. It just makes me so, so happy because it was, I mean, there's nothing more formative in my entire life than being part of this program. So anyway, to have someone else. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, it's a way for you to combine the excellent business courses at Wharton with also the humanities. So they select, mm-hmm. what is it, like 10? It's 40 kids per 40 year. 40 kids who yeah. get to go through and learn both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's one of the dual degree programs, half Wharton, half College of Arts and Sciences. Target language, you study abroad. It's half international, half American. So you just meet the most, like, the coolest people see, in, the in a way, it actually describes what your career has been for the past two years as well. The Huntsman program mm-hmm. is all about, yeah, you can study business and have an interest there as well as studying the humanities, you've been balancing your job as a consultant with the creative piece too. Yeah. And so now I'm going to expand my question even a bit more. Mm-hmm. Why the interest in both? Like, where's that come from? Is specifically with Huntsman and just international studies and, and different cultures and different languages. I, you know, it's a good question. I'm from LA. I don't have a particularly like international background. I don't really have family abroad. We're all here in the U.S., I'm a daughter of the revolution. Like my family's been here in the U.S. forever. Um, But something about I come from a family of pilots. uh, And so I've traveled quite a bit because of flight benefits. Um, Just been to like a lot of different countries and had the privilege to see cultures and languages. And that's not to say I've explored every corner of the world. I still have a lot to see. But ever since I was a kid, I just thought that international relations and and all these different worldly kind of cultures and topics just was interesting to me. Um, I have some friends that are a lot deeper in the international side uh, or international study space. Business always spoke to me probably even more. Um, My mom owned her own business. I didn't even see it. She sold it before I Mm, was born. What was the business about? um, It was kind of like, I know she's watching, so correct me if I'm wrong on these details, mom, but it was basically like a hotel for small planes. So you could come. So I, I should back up. All my family were all pilots. I learned how to fly when I was 15. Uh, my brother, my both my grandfathers. Anyway, it's everybody. And uh, so my dad was Air Force and first and then flew for Delta for over 30 years. And my mom has her pilot's license and started a company at Van Nuys Airport, which is in L.A. Yeah. It's like the busiest general aviation airport in the U.S., actually. And anyway, she applied for a grant to start a business there like I said, kind of a a hotel for small planes to come refuel. The pilots could stay overnight. They would help um, organize a car to come because it was usually, you know, businessmen that were in L.A. for for meetings and such and and such. So they would help organize the cars to come pick them up and kind of like a little little logistics thing. And that's Mm. how she met my dad at the airport. So he was flying his plane in to stay at her plane. Not to stay because he's based. He was born and raised in L.A., but uh, but he kept his plane at Van Nuys Airport. Oh, so they really just cute. through the through the network at Van Nuys, they met. Yeah. Do you know who made the first move? Was he asking her out or what? Uh, I think he did. They were both older at this point as well. And so they were just kind of mature. I think both knew what they wanted at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he did. Apparently he asked her to marry 
her on their first date. I don't <laughs> Wow, people don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, That's really don't. cool. Yeah. So you <laughs> come you. from a background, very well-traveled. Mm-hmm. The business side, your mom ran a business, you wanted to do it. Makes sense around the languages piece too. Yep. What about content? Like what interested you in being on camera? Content is, yeah, it is sort of a similar parallel, isn't it? Between the sort of humanity side and the creative side. Um, I I found YouTube sort of by accident, not found it. I was always a YouTube consumer, but it was during COVID um, why I even started the channel. I, I started a re, uh, reselling side hustle for fun because COVID, I couldn't travel yeah, after, my, yeah. after graduating and then started making videos about that. Um, and I just fell in love almost immediately with video production and and what it, the editing specifically, I think, is what I've really, really taken to, even though it's a grueling process. It absolutely is where my voice comes out mm-hmm. more than in any other piece of it, even like the filming or the script writing. In terms of being on camera, uh, I did model. I was a model in high school for three, right. three and a half, four years. And so, you know, I had some experience with that. And my dad was also a photographer on the side um, growing up. And so I just, I, part of me just kind of likes Ooh. being on camera. It's fun. Um, and I, I do like the performative aspect a little bit, yeah. for sure. I don't know where it comes from, but. I love that. And yeah. can I ask, so modeling, how did that start? It just, uh, it actually started with a volleyball coach of mine. So I, yeah. um, she was a model and she thought I could do it too. And She's like, you're really good yeah. <laughs> on camera. I feel yeah. like you'd be a great model. Want to give this a shot. Kind of, sort of. She didn't even see me on camera. She just, we had talked about modeling. It's I don't even remember how it came up, but yeah, I guess it was something I sort of thought about as I got into high school, um, that it might be fun to try it out. And I, and she was someone I knew who had experience in it. And she introduced me to, um, or like helped me make a connection to a photographer. So I got my first test shots done, built up a small portfolio and then went and met with the agencies and then got signed with LA models when I was yeah wow. freshman in high school. Well, the same way, I think there are very few consultants who are also YouTubers, very few people who studied both business and the humanities. I'd also add in to people who started their career off in modeling, yeah. but then end up going to Wharton. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know too many others, but. <laughs> Did you, was there a world where you would have considered staying and focusing on the modeling side or was it like, no, it's like really clear. I want to focus a little bit more on the business piece now. Maybe. I mean, who am I to say if I like made it huge and became, you know, a huge, then sure. I'm sure that would have been awesome and could have even used that as a platform to then do something business related. I think no matter what I did, business was always going to be in my future, literally no matter what. Um, so regardless of how I get there or got there, um, that, yeah, that could have been a possibility. But again, you know, I, I was never, I had never made it big or anything. I, I had some mm. cool jobs. I did some for Nike. I was in a really fun music video um, that I actually have on LinkedIn. And yeah, I did some fun projects, but it was, it. I will say even in the moment, um, it didn't speak to like, I mean, you are a, to, to put it very bluntly, a professional clothes hanger. I've heard someone kind of refer to it that way. And obviously there are some fun parts to it, but it is a sort of dehumanizing is a very strong word, but I think, you know what I mean? Objectifying, let's say, um, uh, profession. And I felt that yeah. and I still enjoyed it. I think I had, I still had good self-esteem and a very good, uh, support system. I mean, my parents were always supportive of whatever I did. And so I, I didn't, it never got to me too much, the, the dehumanizing aspect of it. But, um, yeah, I think part of that probably deterred me from wanting, really, really wanting that to be my career. So having never been a model, can't mm-hmm. imagine why, <laughs> you mentioned that you're a professional clothes hanger. Mm-hmm. And especially you said earlier, for you, a lot of the magic of creating is having your voice be there on camera, like exactly. the editing, which you don't really get to as a model. You're exactly. being used 
to support someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. And so how do they treat you? Like, is it like, hey, I have this concept. Here's how it is. Here's how you fit in. Or is it like, no, just like stand there and look pretty. With modeling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never even so would make a suggestion. I mean, with posing, for sure. I, I learned how to pose and how to show certain pieces of clothing in a in a good way. But I didn't even think to make any suggestions, nor would, mm. nor did I have any. To yeah, be also, honest. you're like a high schooler, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was younger. So I saw on your LinkedIn, you also were class president. I was, yeah. Student body president. So the combination of I have a pilot's license, I'm class president, I'm a model. See, in my head, that makes you really cool. So I have yes. to ask Taylor, were you, were you a cool girl in high school? <laughs> I think, thank you. I, and that was, by the way, the that was my college application. The things you just said, I was yeah. like, hell yeah, let's hone in on these three things. Um, I think I spanned all groups in high school. Like I was friends Ooh. with the athletes because I was an athlete myself. I was friends with the nerdy kids because I was also took eleven APs. You know, like I, I, I eleven think I, APs, I, something like that. That I is insane. Something. I think that's like more than I took, and I'm Asian. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe ten. It was a lot. A lot of APs. It was a lot of APs. But I think I touched all groups. I really, really, and my high school was small. It was only 90 kids per year, but it brought together, yeah, on the smaller side for sure. But it brought together, I will say, a very interesting cross-section because it's such a big sports school. It's Sierra Canyon, if you've heard of it. It's one LeBron's kid is at now. It's just, it's the biggest basketball school, especially these days. Um, And so it, it, it certainly has an athletic focus, more so today, but also when I was there. So a ton of athletes also very smart people, you know, or like a section of them were also very into academics. And I like to think I kind of spanned all the groups. Ooh, so again, <laughs> this gift of traveling between different worlds. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so when you were applying to school, you mentioned you talked a bit about these different elements. Do you remember what was your college application essay like? Absolutely. So it really centered around the identity, I think, and, and and how I felt more myself at the airport when I was learning how to fly, whether it was my dad teaching me or an instructor because he wanted someone else to teach me, you know, kind of the same way a surgeon will never operate on their own kid's leg. Right. Yeah. Same kind of Scary. idea. Yeah. And uh, and so I felt myself, I felt competent. And also as a female, um, I still, you know, there's a gender aspect to it for sure. I, I didn't focus on that in my in my application, but at least in aviation, which is more male dominated, it was it was cool to kind of like, I don't want to say gain respect, but to to get to know some of the other pilots and um, to feel part of this world that is so central to my family um, really spoke to my identity. Mm. I would say I felt heard and understood, um, for lack of better terms. Versus in modeling, yeah, you, it's it's just completely it's subjective. It's how you look. I mean, right. sure, you can have fun on set, and I got along with a ton of the makeup artists and photographers, and I had a lot of fun doing it, but it. Exactly. I couldn't, my voice wasn't heard the way that content creation, which is my like heart and soul now. uh, And it's my voice and it's my editing and it's, it's my everything that doesn't come through. I love that. It's like in some ways appreciating the performative creative elements of being on camera as a model, but not having the agency, which you actually got a lot of that respect as a pilot. You've now found ways to combine those two together. Yeah, I think so. Having gone through, even early at high school, the modeling experience, but also just flying and being a pilot, when you were at Wharton, Mm -hmm. and especially as you were, like you worked at Blackstone, Oliver Wyman, BCG, my experience working in those places was there are very traditional ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. And it's like really hard to digest like anything other than what they would want. I'm curious, like, what was your experience like going through some of those things? 
Absolutely. No, it's a great point. Um, I think in consulting, as you get more senior, which I never really got to that point, I was only in it for a little over two years total between Same. the two firms. Yeah. I feel like at the associate level at BCG, that's the, you know, the bottom, I maybe I'm, I'm obviously biased speaking my own personal experience might be different for others, but I never got to the point where I felt like I could, could, or honestly even really wanted to exercise my own voice because I don't know, this sounds so bad, but I, I just don't think I like consulting very much. I yeah, don't same. get, yeah, I, I don't get excited by something that is not my, my own. Um, I need to have a lot of skin in the game, equity. The way I talk about it with my friends is I, I like to have a very high correlation between my input and the output. So when it comes to consulting, what I mean by that, with consulting, if you put in 60% of your effort versus 80%, not that much changes, mm. if that makes sense. And that sounds kind of bad, totally. but it's like, sure, that slide that you make might be a little bit more refined or the insights might be a little sharper. At the end of the day, at the lower level, it it not that much changes in my opinion, in my opinion. Anyway. I agree with yeah. you very much. Yeah. Plus like all the work you're putting in, it's not building something of your own. It's in service of not just your firm, BCG or Oliver Wyman, but also it's for the client. Exactly. So there's like multiple layers of, I don't really care. Precisely. That's how I feel. Now I do have friends in consulting who just obviously get a lot of joy from helping someone else's business or the, and the you know, the client. And that's great. I admire it. It made me feel like about myself when I didn't feel those same yeah. feelings at work, which is why I'm so thrilled to to now be working for myself yeah. and on something that I love so dearly. I had very similar experiences. It's so hard. It, hindsight's twenty twenty with these things. And, and when yeah. you're so young, it is hard to know. Yeah, it's hard to make that, that leap of faith, you know? And in my case, it was hardly a leap of faith. I mean, it might sound like I'm brave for have, you know, making this decision. I, I, I did both for two years and fortunate enough to have got YouTube to the point where I now can so confidently leave the corporate job and be fine and be more than fine, you know, financially and, and from a fulfillment perspective. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it, it's hardly like I made a, I did a but risky You had thing. to work hard. You were doing two jobs at the same time. For sure. Not to diminish how hard I worked yeah. at it. Absolutely. But it's hardly a risk. I get it. Because you know? you've built your YouTube to the point where you're like, yeah, I could totally just leave behind this consulting job and I'll be okay. Yeah. I'm curious though, that period of time where like you were doing both, what was that like? Like literally as a former consultant, I yeah. was barely a functional human being. Like I yeah. didn't even like work out much yep. or like see my girlfriend. Like how did you do this? It was tough. And there were periods where it was, it, it, I relied on the the periods between projects or the periods. So starting at Oliver Wyman, it was just kind of a slow year in the economy. There just wasn't a ton of work selling at certain points. And so I would be on the beach, which is like consulting talk for between projects, as you know. And during that time, I was like, well, I have time. I'm going to make a video. And then I just was able to work on this thing that I loved. And so I didn't have to... Luckily, motivation came to me when I had that free time. Mm. Um, but then I'd be on a, you know, super long project or not a super long one, but one with very tough hours. And I won't be able to put out a video for a month. BCG was even more so that way, especially my my last project before leaving was I mean, the hours were just absurd. I wasn't I was hardly sleeping, let alone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I slept, but I work and slept and that's it. I had my weekends. So I would say three or four of the weeks were especially tough. And then on either end, the beginning and the end was uh, a little easier, not easier, but the hours were slightly better, but even still, I mean, I could not even think about making a video during this time. So right. I, I relied on the periods between projects to make videos. And honestly though, since the day I started my YouTube channel, I 
kind of had one foot out the door with consulting just mm-hmm. because here was this thing that I loved so, so much and wanted nothing more than to work on that full time. But for all these reasons, still valued a corporate job. And honestly, I mean, to this day, I, I absolutely see credence and in, in working corporate. I mean, you get the the professional atmosphere, friends, this context to kind of build yourself up as a professional person, resume building, connections. Right. Like there are so many reasons. But. Well, I'm curious <laughs> if you were to speak with Taylor still going through undergraduate, thinking about what to do, considering consulting as a job option, would you tell her, do exactly what you did? Or would you tell her, hey, here's advice on what I give you to do differently? Oh, man, good question. I I don't know because I'm so thrilled with where I am now, but it happened on accident. Like it's if it weren't for COVID, where I had this free year, basically this gap year to to do my little side hustle and then to make videos about it and fall in love with this thing I never even considered. If it weren't for that, you know, I'm just saying like that couldn't have been replicated. Right. I was going to say in mm-hmm. a weird way, you needed someone to go and be like, make a God video. Yeah. Like you have extra time, make a video because the story I make is had that not happened and you just went straight into the regular consulting hours. You might not have made yourself do that because we've been like, well, why? For sure. For sure. Not if I had started, like, let's say COVID was not a thing. And I started working in consulting even if it, even if I gave myself time to travel, if I started consulting right after graduation with nothing else, I've, I wouldn't have even thought about YouTube. And your channel also has evolved, right? Your early videos, as you said, it's like selling on Poshmark, right? right? And then now it's gradually shifted over time. You also started talking about college and consulting and now it's like lifestyle. It's people following along for your voice. Yeah. And now that you're doing full-time what sorts of videos do you think it's going to be similar content, but you're just able to dedicate yourself more to it? Or are you thinking through like, no, actually, I want to change things, the style, the types of videos that I make? Funny you should ask. I was talking with a friend literally 20 minutes before I got here about this. And I I think that I have held myself to a certain standard up till now where I want each and every one of my videos to be educational in some way. Even if it's a vlog, a New York vlog that's fun and and light and and not meant to teach something, I get a lot more fulfillment when I am teaching something or when I'm talking about something smart, <laughs> even if it's like a real estate development that I see around me mm. in New York talking about the cost of living or who, what architect like put, you know, did that building, whatever it is. I try to incorporate some of that in each video. And I think I still will. That being said, I am so flattered recently to see how many people like watching me just for me and what's so wrong with like leaning into that, you know? So I think I'm going to try to let go a little bit of feeling these like shackles of, of needing to provide a ton of educational value and just start like vlogging my life a little bit more because I think it's fun. I like it. There's yeah. no reason to I not do it. I saw you do one in your apartment tour. Yes, yeah, exactly. Just like, here's where I do laundry. Totally, exactly. I, I love those. And I've always done that to some extent, the kind yeah. of show and tell non-educational ones. And I think I just want to start doing more of those um, because ultimately my goal is, one, to have fun with it. And I do find vlogs mm. fun. To grow and to, to keep growing my audience that is, you know, ideally engaged and likes me for my personality and just mm. wants to follow me along in my life. And so to answer your question, the kind of videos that I want to do moving forward are more of what I'm doing now, um, probably leaning into the real estate niche a little bit here in New York, because it's such a of course. unique place to, to kind of look at that. I mean, we look around, you just see buildings. It's this recurring theme I'm hearing where you started off with content that was like a little bit more professional, mm-hmm. a little bit more, you're going to learn something from this. And now you're more like, oh, I can literally just be me on camera and like people are going to watch that. 
when you think about like your own identity, mm -hmm. do you think of yourself more as a creative or more as a businesswoman? A businesswoman, mm. for sure. And so, but I, but I am, I, I am both though. And yeah. so I'm trying to let myself to, to let myself be the creative as well. Um, because certainly I, my identity is more on the business side, but I think it's fun to, to incorporate the other side and just find a, a good mix. Honestly, my goal is, I guess, to find a good balance of the two and not feel like I have to be just the businesswoman because, because of my past, because I went to Wharton, because I was a consultant, right. because those things are so central to my identity, which I'm happy about, by the way, I, you know, that's, that's me, but would like to also dabble in the other one probably more. What's funny is in like another world, say where COVID had happened or I hadn't gone through some realizations of my own, like we could have just met like as consultants yeah. on a plane, right? To like the middle of nowhere. I'm curious for yourself, the relationships, like your friendships, the people you spend the most time around, are they more from the creative side of things? Are they more YouTube or are they more from like the Wharton consulting circles? Because they're pretty different worlds. So different. And this is, I'm glad you asked me. It's such an interesting topic because I think about this a lot. I had my birthday party. You know, I invited pretty much all the people that I'm close, like quite close to with a few people missing for obviously various reasons. But I looked around and I would say it was, oh, probably 50, 60% Penn, Wharton, Huntsman people, and then a good percentage BCG people because I've made some really, really good friends at BCG. Yeah, of course. I'm super happy. You're like that. work there in the trenches with someone like 12 hours a day making slides. You hopefully become friends. Exactly. Exactly. And then a good little section are YouTubers. So proportionally speaking, definitely more so the Penn consulting finance people. What I will say is of those friends of mine, it's there are very few just like people going through the motions. One of my good friends is is in private equity working for like sports and media. And, and that's like his passion. That's what he loves doing. And he's like killing it. So even though he's still in the corporate job, which some people just kind of shit on as a blanket statement, right. he's doing what he loves. He's doing what he's good at. It's not just the going by the motions and living for the weekends. I think you're right in that it's less like corporate is bad and it's more, are you doing something you're truly passionate about? Because corporate has a connotation of attracting a lot of people who do you borrow your framing going through the motions because they think that they need to, or they should to, but it's not really what they want to do. Right. As opposed to your friend in private equity sports and media who like actually wants to do this and therefore is really good. Exactly. And I think the way these connotations developed is because in the quote unquote non-corporate life in the more creative or entrepreneurial life, you, it's hard to find someone just going through the motions mm. because it's already a departure from the norm to do something scarier and newer that like you kind of like have to really be into it. Yep. And so again, to what you're saying, I don't think it's like, oh, like corporate, not corporate. It's what I'm hearing. It's like you look for people who actually give a fuck about what they're doing, whatever the sphere that happens to be in. Precisely. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I kind of love that. So <laughs> I'll tell you, my friends used to all be consultants. Now they're all creators and founders, like actually more on the creator side than they are on the founder side. And I was like trying to think about why. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's because I spent so long, so many years working jobs I didn't really want to, hoping that it would get better, being friends with people in the same boat that when I finally made the leap to do something that I'm scared about but truly enjoy, I just gravitated more toward the people doing something similar. Right. It's it's so interesting kind of how it shakes out once you're a yeah. few years into the thing that you really want to be doing and also just a few years into adulthood. I think you kind of 
become more mature and, and, and realize the things that really matter to you. And it, it becomes self-selecting the people that you surround yourself with, you know, yeah. and you kind of get this clearer picture of the type of people that attract you, that you're attracted to. And it's interesting that for you, it's, it's creatives. Do you think you're friends with people today that you wouldn't have been friends with, say, in freshman year of college? No, I, I think I was still. Oh, that's a good question. Um, like if I had met them my freshman year, would we yes. have been friends? I still think so. At the end yeah. of the day, it is still someone's like soul, probably, or someone's real yeah. identity and what they stand for that I think for the most part would have still been the same at that time. Also, yeah, it so. implies that you've even freshman year of college, had this yearning to find people who were a step beyond just doing it because they thought they had to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Whether I realized it or not, I, I think so. I love that. Yeah. And so what about, you've spoken about the friendships in your life. You've been very deliberate in thinking through how you meet them. Mm -hmm. What about relationships? I remember when I was a consultant, my girlfriend at the time, she was also a consultant because it was literally impossible for me to find time to like date somebody who didn't understand that lifestyle. And then as I shifted and became a product manager, my girlfriend at that point was a product manager. Mm -hmm. Then I became a founder. I was dating another founder. Yeah. And now, you know, I'm sort of the intersection of the founder and the creative worlds. The current girl I'm seeing, like she's a commercial model. I've noticed for me, the people I attract and the people I'm attracted to are very much aligned with like what I'm interested in and focused on the time. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if you've experienced similar things because like you've switched jobs, you're switching careers and industries. You've been in so many different worlds. I have. That's for, that's so funny, by the way. Um, I, I love how that's kind yeah. of like been one-to-one -one mapping Not of what you've done. intentional. Just set it up that way. And that makes sense too. It's yeah. like the, the worlds that you're in, naturally you're going to just be more exposed to that. Right. And But uh, that's that's funny. I, so mine's a little different. I was, and I haven't spoken about this publicly, but I don't mind. Um, I was in a relationship for six years until about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And so we started dating my freshman, like from 19 to 25, uh, my age, 19, 25 yeah. and have been single the last year. And I, yeah. And I, I haven't like seen people really. I haven't, yeah. I don't know yet. Still figuring it out. Um, but New York is a great place for meeting a lot of different people it's also can be tough, yeah. at least in some of my friends' experience. They especially have been a little disappointed with the dating scene in New York because people are very, for better or for worse, very, very focused on their careers, which can make mm. it tough to, I guess, get personal time with them or to feel the commitment. Um, I can't necessarily speak to that super well myself, but um, but I, my six-year relationship was lovely. I regret yeah. not even a single second of it, even though it was all of college. Some people are like, oh, do you feel like you wasted your college experience? I'm like, not even a little. Um, still, yeah, I'm still very, very close with him. I really appreciate the story of how your mom and dad met because it's almost like in a pre-internet age mm -hmm. where it forces you to like have to interact with people in person. Mm -hmm. I'm curious now, moving on from just relationships, just friendships in general, especially as you've become more and more of a creator, how much of your time is now spent with like real people IRL versus like internet friends, quote unquote, that you've met online or like you're chatting with online, like DMs, things like that? Still mainly IRL. Oh, like, you're kind of amazing. That's that, so <laughs> cool. Like you've got such a good core of friends around oh, you. Thank yeah. you. I, I will say I'm especially the last six, honestly, the last year actually yeah. since becoming single. I think this is part of why oh. is I've had to. And he didn't live in New York. Since I've moved to New York, I've been by myself. He, he doesn't live in New York. So yeah. I was sort of forced to 
find I had my own identity, of course, but naturally when you're with someone all oh, of college identities mixed together, they totally. become more united. Right. Whether you you know, and for better or for worse, some of there are amazing aspects of it. And then clearly you lose some of your own independence. And moving to New York, I had to find my own, uh, even more so than I think I had realized. And then the last year, especially of being single, I really had to find it because mm. I could no longer I, he and I still talk. We're still great friends. Yeah. He's an amazing totally person. Amicable. Yes, absolutely. But the things that I would have gone to him with before, I now either one had to deal with internally. Yeah. And or two had to, you know, tell talk to other friends yeah, about like, it. Talk to a platonic friend yeah. <laughs> and be like, I'm trying to figure this thing out about my life. Exactly. Exactly. And perhaps in my pre and the years prior, I didn't maybe didn't feel super comfortable going to friends yeah. about it because I had such a strong partner uh to talk about these things with that it took me some it took some growing pains to to then it really deepen certain friendships of mine oh that's so interesting yeah. in a way because there's a supportive person there but especially the last year i have absolutely been made a concerted effort to really hone in on friendships that i can tell there's a, there's a nugget there of someone that i can really really get along with wow yeah and and I'm I'm so grateful every single day the last year, the last couple of years of the friends that I have. I have such good friends. <laughs> what are some of the biggest questions that you were thinking through that past year where you found friends to be really helpful thinking through together? The, the biggest life decisions for me have been obviously the YouTube versus the corporate thing. Right. That's always it's been huge. It's huge. Besides that, um, yeah, some feelings of loneliness sometimes. I mean, yeah. in New York, it can be easy to... It's, it's crazy. It actually is kind of the loneliest city in the world, 100%. some people think, uh, unless you really, it's not for everyone, but you you got to make the effort. You you have to put yourself out there. You have to, in my opinion, ideally say yes to a lot of things. Yeah. No, I'm super with you. So yeah. two thoughts. The first thought is for me, actually, upon the breakup of each relationship, one, I would get really depressed after depression passed with like really big life changes, mm -hmm. right? Going from consulting to product manager yeah. to founder to now doing creative work. In fact, part of the motivation behind how even the podcast started was I was going through a breakup and I was like, I am so miserable and I have so much more time. And I've always wanted to explore the more creative side of myself anyways. Yep. Yeah. When you're single, you kind of like have to figure things out about yourself because if you don't, you're sort of just sitting there you're like, who? Oh, exactly. Yeah. It just kind of takes a little bit of a leap of faith on that yeah. front. I've, I've found the same exact thing when it comes to creative side as well. I think part of me and you probably identify with this as well. It, it took me some unlearning of, of some patterns and habits that I had where I almost didn't give enough credit, I guess, almost to my creator friends yeah. because I, I still felt like I identified much more with the, the corporate pen yeah, like totally. business side of things. And then, and then like just in the last six months really started to actually give more of a chance, I guess, to my yes. creator friends. And it's been amazing. So yeah, just letting, letting yourself trust other people, I think, because yeah. I think by and large people are amazing and will hopefully more often mm. than not, uh, positively surprise you. Yes. Design. Now I'm beginning to identify more with my creator friends actually. So there's been like this very imperceptible shift over time of who I'm just like naturally like, yeah, like I get that, you yeah. know, but that's why I was excited to chat with you because I think there are so many different ways to live life. And I think when I was younger, I used to believe, yeah, you had to be like this crazy daredevil risk taker 
to live a more independent life. And I was like, well, that's not me. I'm not like dropping out of school at age 16 to like live out of my car. And there are people who do who I truly admire. And because I wasn't that, I was like, well, I just don't get to do this. And I've realized like as time has passed, I'm like, no, that's, there's like so many different ways to do things. Like you and I have found our own path. We're like, we did follow the conventional path. We went to these schools. Like we literally worked in finance and consulting yep. and now have like shifted more over to this creative side. I like to think we did the best of both where yeah. we got a taste of that, realized it wasn't for us slash was for us in some ways, I'm sure. And even still now have the most informed decision that yeah. to, to have left that and now to be working on this other thing. I mean, who has more clarity than, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying you have to do it the way we did it, but certainly we must have a, a, a strong, like clear foundation of why we're doing what we're doing. No, I kind of <laughs> love it because I think, again, the perception is like, oh, like now going forward, people are going to refer to you this. You're going to be a YouTuber. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Which now is really I love cool. that. Yeah. It's like pretty darn neat. And I think there's a connotation like, oh, in order to be a YouTuber, in order to be creative, you have to be like, yeah, this like person who like, oh, like just flying by the seat of their pants. And I love you're just like, no, like I make thoughtful planned decisions. Yes. <laughs> to a fault. <laughs> like a lot of the time. But it's working. It's working. And it's probably how I'll always be. And I accept that. And that's okay. Yeah. It, it is funny though, this thought that like you must be very risky to, yeah. to do these things when I probably could not be more risk averse, you know? Mm. Do you I, consider yourself an incredibly risk averse person? Yeah, uh, I would say so. May, okay, maybe not incredibly. I okay. still love daredevil type of activities. I love adrenaline, all of that. So yeah. I'll do that stuff. But when it comes to big life decisions, they're very, very right. thought You're out. thoughtful about it. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I mean, I did the job for two years. I, I built this other one up for two years before before deciding to do it full time. Like, like I said in the beginning, that's hardly a risk, you know? No, but I still love how like you came in and I was like, hey, I'm like excited to chat with you. And you're like, yeah, just so you know, I quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> because I assume it will come up. I, it's still a big part of my identity. I was like, yeah. I love that. Taylor, thank you so much for making time today. This is so much fun. Thanks for having me. Great conversation. Always yeah. feels like a little therapy session to oh, talk yeah. all these things out. Oh, who even needs therapy? I still do therapy every week, but these are great as well. Yes, they are. <laughs> how, how are you feeling? Great. Light. feel like I even came to some realizations during this conversation. So this is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs>